Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli wa nusallimu ala rasulihi al-kareem. With the grace of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, previously we were speaking on the last two surahs of the Qur'an Sharif, Surah Falak and Surah Nas. The immense benefits of this surah, of these surahs, as well as the importance of these surahs. For a person to be reciting these surahs all the time, this is a source of great benefit and protection against all forms of harms. We also mentioned some hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, مَا تَعُوَّذَ الْمُتَعُوِّذُونَ بِمِثْلِهِمَا that no one has sought protection with anything as effective as the Surah Falak and Surah Nas. The problem is we don't read it, or if we read it, then we don't read it with conviction and concentration. We just read it as routine. But we all do understand to get the benefit of it, you have to recite it with the full conviction, the full concentration then you will get the complete benefit of it. One person came to Hazrat Mufti Mahmudul Hassan Gangoi Rahmatullahi, who was the Grand Mufti of India, known as Faqihul Ummat, and he asked, he mentioned to Mufti Sahib Rahmatullahi that he's always being affected with black magic, etc. So you get a lot of people complaining about these things nowadays. Many women will complain about it. So Mufti Sahib told this person that every morning and every night you recite Durood Sharif seven times, then you recite Surah Falak eleven times, then you recite Surah Nas eleven times, and you read Durood Sharif seven times. You blow on your palms, you rub over your head, your face, and over your clothing, over your body. And then Mufti Sahib mentioned to this person, that there's no taweez as effective as this amal. You can go to anywhere, any person that can write any taweez or whatever, but if you do this thing properly with that full yakin and full conviction, then the amount of benefit you will receive from this, you won't receive it from any other treatment. So these surahs are such that they have to be part and parcel of our lives. And alhamdulillah, we also went through the, the translation but because we rushed through it, there were a few points which we wish to elaborate on. Surah Falak, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts the surah, falak, That say, I seek protection with the Lord of the dawn, the daybreak. In the morning now, as the tahajjud time ends, the sehri time ends, then the subah sadiq sets in. And that's the daybreak. And if someone is looking into the sky, he will see that gradually brightness starts spreading. So it's completely dark. You're looking into the sky, it's completely dark, extremely dark. But now you see, first there's a little bit of light that comes in. And gradually that light just starts increasing and increasing and it starts getting brighter and brighter. Until then... After Fajr, if you go, you see there's quite a bit of brightness, and then sunrise will be after maybe 20 minutes after Fajr, 
You see now the sun rises. Now you see the brightness spreads throughout the horizon. So the entire night it was dark. You know, for hours it was dark. In fact, some ulama mentioned that when Hazrat Adam salam came to this dunya, and when the night came, then he got a bit frightened. Naturally, he's just coming new in this world. He doesn't know now what to expect, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And after that, when, when he saw the brightness coming in, then he read two rakats namaz. So that was like the fajr time. So some even mentioned one of the wisdoms, of the, you know, the reasons why we need fajr is because of the practice of Hazrat Adam ala nabina wa salatu wassalam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dispels the darkness of the night. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings in the brightness of the day. So just as Allah can dispel the darkness of the night, then the darkness within my heart, the darkness within my life, the darkness within my home, the darkness within my finances, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can dispel that darkness. That darkness of despondency, that darkness of fear, that darkness of phobia, Allah can dispel that darkness and He can bring in the light of hope. He can bring in the light of happiness, of contentment, of satisfaction, the darkness of depression. It's only Allah that can dispel that darkness. You know, people suffer with depression. It's gone so common nowadays. But a lot of people will tell you, even though they've been to the best of psychiatrists, the psychiatrist will tell them, that non-Muslim psychiatrist, I'm not talking about Muslim psychiatrist, the non-Muslim psychiatrist will tell them, that see, we can help you to a certain extent. This medication will give you, it will only help you to a certain extent. Beyond this, we can't do anything. Now, you go, some psychiatrist will tell you, take your, 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 your holy book and start reading. Non-Muslim psychiatrist. Some are telling them, go read namaz. Some are telling them, go make dua. Now go pray to your Almighty. So even the psychiatrists have understood, as qualified as they may be in their fields, that this depression and whatever, whatever medication they're going to give you, it just can help you to a certain extent. Beyond that, they can do nothing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got full control. So a'udhu bi rabbil falak. This is the power of when you're saying falak. The Lord of the dawn, you know, if a person is really feeling like he can't get that concentration, then go and see the morning, on a bright morning as the brightness sets in, that will create hope within your heart. To say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who removes the darkness of the night, it's that same Allah that can remove the darkness of my problem now. But I must read it with that concentration, with that mindset. Also, respected friends, what you understand from this, a very, very important aspect of life, which Muslims understand very well and Islam promotes, that is positive thinking. One of the major problems we have got nowadays is that people only think negatively. Even the enemies of Islam understood this here. So they made it part of their mission to spread fear, fear mongering has become part of the mission, whereas Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا ذَلِكُمُ الشَّيْطَانِ يُخَوِّفُوا أَوْلِيَاءَ That is shaitan. That is his job, to make people frightened. So they make people frightened, the enemies of Islam. This is negative thinking. And positive thinking is a person, he puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is there for me. Shaitan will try to put you down, 
He will try to frighten you. He will try to make you despondent. So what you're saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is there for me. In the worst of situations, in the worst of circumstances, put your trust in Allah. Never lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran Sharif, Nabiya Kareem, Allah ta'ala mentions the incident when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala they are leaving Makkah Mukarramah and they are migrating to Medina Munawara. The kuffar have sent out search parties. They have offered a reward of 100 camels. Who is going to bring the head of Rasulullah sallallahu alive or dead? So the people searching for them in all directions. Yeah, they are in the cave, Ghare Thor. And they are in the cave, and the kuffar have come right to that location. There's a small gap, and the kuffar are walking on top of the cave. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala, he tells Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if these people just have to look down, if they just look down, they will see us. We are right here in this cave. And what does Rasulullah say? Inna Allah ma'ana. Allah is with us. Allah is with us. If you can just get that, you know, that thing in your mind, that yaqeen and that conviction, Allah is with me in any situation, any circumstance, any decision I need to make, whichever part of life, Allah is there with me. His help is going to come. Maybe for a little while, Allah is testing me. Maybe the help is not coming immediately, but ultimately the help is going to come. The opening is going to come. Similar incident of Hazrat Musa where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Hazrat Musa to take the Bani Israel and leave Egypt for Asribi Ibadi Leila and take them at night and travel and go away now toward Sham. Now, there's two routes to travel. One route is the, the, the route of the land. And the other route is the route of the sea. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Hazrat Musa salam. You see, Anbiya, they work according to instruction. They don't use their logic. No, no, Allah ta'ala rather take this. No, no. What is the instruction? The instruction is you will take the route of the sea. He's not asking Allah questions. Allah Almighty cross the sea. He's not asking anything. That was Anbiya salam. And that's best for us also. Just work according to the law of Allah, the instruction of Allah. What is the order of Allah? Whether I understand it, I don't understand it. The whole world can be saying something. Leave them, let them say what they want to say. What is Allah's law? That is what I have to see in any situation. And here Hazrat Musa is traveling with the Bani Israel. And they come to the Red Sea. They come to the, in the meanwhile, Fir'aun has found out that these people are fleeing, they're running away. He's got his whole army, hundreds of thousands of soldiers, coming fully prepared. This is a small group, we will finish them. They're nothing for us. It's a walkover. They're coming with full force. But Israel come here to the sea. They're between Fir'aun and between the Red Sea. What to do? The history kitabs mention one person, he jumps on the horse. He starts riding towards the water. He rides back. He rides to the water, he rides back. They come to Hazrat Musa salam. Oh Musa, are you sure? This is the point Allah Ta'ala asked you to bring us to. To the sea. In the meanwhile, they can see from a distance, Fir'aun and his army are coming with full force. And then they said, that's it. 
inna la mudrakun. We are history, we are over. The sea is here, and Fir'aun is coming with his army. And what Musa a.s. says at that point, kalla, never, inna ma'iya rabbi, sayahdeen, my rabbi is with me. He will show me the way now. He will show me how I'm going to get out of this. You know, sometimes in life, you're in a situation, you're between, you know, people say it like they're between the devil and the deep sea. They don't know which way to go. But remember, Allah can make a way out for you. Trust Allah even if you don't know what His plan is. You don't know what the plan of Allah is. But He's got a plan for you. He knows what He's going to decide for you. So yeah, Allah Ta'ala then commands him. Now take your staff and you strike the ocean and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened up the entire sea, the entire ocean. Nothing is difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that positive thinking is a very, very important aspect in our lives. Always think positive, put your trust in Allah and that is one of the lessons we learn from Surah Al-Falaq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله